Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Yes, that's what they say. But at least now I can hear the intro music. Right, yes. like that is. I, I'm just excited to actually hear it. I got to groove along with it. This is like the first time in in months I've actually gotten to hear that intro music. And I'll tell you, what's really exciting is hearing one of those particular voices in oh, that intro music after last episode. Ah, oh, we are here. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Banter. Hello, Beskar, everybody, and Bantha welcome. Milk, Mandalorian podcast. How you doing, Rob? I am wonderful, Nick. I'm wonderful because it is Friday. Another. Oh, yeah. Excellent oh, yeah. episode of The Mandalorian came out. Yeah, they are really delivering on The Mandalorian uh, this season. You know, uh, and we'll talk a lot about it this uh, this episode, obviously. But we we talked a lot at the beginning of the season about that second episode with the with the fish people, <laughs> uh, the frog people, I guess. And we we're like, I I hope it's not because they were getting into that pattern of like strong episode and then kind of like side quest. Then strong. So we it's looking like they're breaking free of that pattern and things are going really well. It is. It was an awesome episode, and we have a complete breakdown coming at you later on in this episode for uh, what was it? Was spoilers, the tragedy? So right? make sure you know about the spoilers. Yes, yeah. Uh, if you have not seen uh, the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, the tragedy, now is your chance. Go check it out on Disney Plus. Uh, press pause. You can go downstairs and press play on Disney Plus, and then come right back here and listen to our breakdown because I know that as soon as you are done watching, you're going to want to listen to us and say, w- "What do right. Nick That's... and Rob have to say about this?" What would I have to say about this? What would you wouldn't know what I have to say. Not what Nick has to say. That's Only right. what I have to say, because <laughs> I'm the important one. That's true. Um, I that, mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for <laughs> eye me. candy, right? <laughs> um, I'm only important to me, so it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, so anyway, this, we are here. What are you drinking, Rob? I am once again drinking 2-1-A's blah, 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 because 21st Amendment is a sponsor of the Ears Up Network. And we support our sponsors, so I support them by buying and drinking their beer. And Nick and I like to do a lot of blah, blah, blah. So, 2-1-A, this wow. one's for you. And look at that. He even waited to that, – that crack right in the microphone? That right was in the planned. Mic- hey, look, he planned that. This ain't his first rodeo. <laughs> one person might think that we almost might be semi-professionals at this. Yeah, he actually had that queued up on the soundboard. That was just mm-hmm. a – that was a, a pre-recorded – uh, beer popping right there, but it sure yeah, I'm, was. I'm what are you actually, drinking, Nick? It's it's different today. Uh, I so you know the holiday season is upon us, uh, and as such, I don't have any money. Um, and so I'm <laughs> I'm going through my my liquor cabinet, and before I have to get into the Midori and such that we have in there from just gave me chills a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I'm I'm drinking just a little Jameson Irish whiskey. There you uh, go. Just something to to warm the belly and warm the chest on this cold and dreary Friday evening. Um, but the main reason I'm drinking Irish whiskey is because all my Star Wars friends don't send me drink recipes, right? So all you, you all you Star Wars folks out there, you want to make sure you are sending us drink recipes because this is Banter Beskar and Bantha Milk. And without the Bantha Milk, what are we? Right? So send us your drink recipes. Tell us the Star Wars drinks that you have that you either had before or else that you, uh, you ha- are making up on the spot. Right. Um, and you can catch all of our social meds. We should probably tell them about where we can catch all of our social meds. Right, Rob? Yes. Why don't we tell them? All right, y'all. So we want to make sure you check us out on all of our social meds. Right. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast. Right. Bantha Milk Podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Bantha Milk. Just Bantha Milk on Twitter. Right. 
Check us out at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com where you can send us drink recipes. You can send us comments. You can send us fact check, right? Make sure we get all our information right. And you can check out our uh, very own uh, email. Wait, is it an email? It's a website at BanthaMilkPodcast.com. <laughs> we have an email too. So yeah. you could email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, gmail. right? Yes, you could oh, email yeah. us there as well. Also, don't forget to check out our parent organization, Ears Up. That's with a Z, Ears Up Podcast. Uh, they took us under their wing. We love them for it. They also have a Patreon, and they have an Etsy page where you can buy some awesome swag, some Ears Up swag, and hopefully they'll get some of our swag in there as well. And check out their Patreon. For as lo- little as $2 a month, you can become a Patreon subscriber. $5 a month, you get to be in on their secret show. And then I think it's 10 or $15 a month. They'll even throw shouts out to you there. So check and them just, out. Absolutely. And just so you're aware, you know, anything you uh, do help towards Ears Up absolutely helps us at uh, Bantam Milk Podcast. They help uh, us to get our word out. They hook us up with uh, equipment when we need it. They're great people, right? So help them out. Help us out. Help the world out. That's right. And we have two other shows on the Ears Up Network. Check them out also. The Supreme Resort. They compare rides at Disney World and Disneyland and scraping the vault that they go through some really old movies from Disney and they make fun of it the whole time. So two more great episodes. Check all that out. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Star Wars, I'm pretty sure. Right? We sure um, are. And that we was we sure are, man, are. we're really stepping up in the world, right? We got we got some pre recorded stuff happening in our show yep. now. We've got man, like it it is Bantha Milk two point this season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That's right. Bigger, better, uh, more Grogu and go- Grogurt and, and yogurt. <laughs> and so and sour cream. Uh, exactly. And speaking of sour cream, we did have the we did have Eric from the Supreme Resort on last week to, to join us in talking about last week's episode. But before we get talking into this week's episode, I am fairly certain that Rob has got some Star Wars news for us. I have two pieces of Star Wars news for you. Um. <laughs> And I can finally hear Star the Star Wars, Wars news. news theme song, right? Thanks to Brian. I know, Shout we can't have Brian. Star Wars news without that awesome theme song. So, That's right. two pieces of Star Wars news. One is very interesting. Dave Filoni. Did you ever hear of the guy? Uh, once, years ago. Once, yes. So, he was interviewed in Vanity Fair, and he was letting us know that the Mandalorian may not have run sequentially after Rebels ended. Yes, yeah, so I got a couple of messages about this from some folks that uh, that know me as the Star Wars fan, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I had heard this because now you can't really listen to our show, unfortunately, without getting at least some minor Rebel spoilers, right? Because you can't right. watch The Mandalorian without getting some minor Rebel spoilers. So uh, th- if you haven't watched Rebels yet uh, and you're listening to our show, just know that there's some stuff on, on The Mandalorian that is, is just going to take maybe some of that shock factor out of rebels but part of the big thing in rebels was that return of ahsoka that we saw last week and she played a big role and yeah there is some talk about that last scene of rebels where where it may or may not land in the star wars timeline right yeah so dave filoni said this is his hit one of his quotes from the uh, show from uh, the interview with vanity fair right but no it's an interesting one that's not necessarily not not necessarily chronological I think the thing that people will most not understand is they want to go in a linear fashion. 
but as I learned as a kid, nothing in Star Wars really works in a linear fashion. You do episodes 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 3. So in the vein of that history, when you look at the epilogue of Rebels, you don't really know how much time has passed. So it's possible that the story I'm telling in The Mandalorian actually takes place prior to that. Possibly, I'm saying it's possible. Yeah, so he's kinda, not saying yes, and he's not saying no. What a wishy-washy answer that is, right? <laughs> uh, he could be a politician. Vote Filoni, right? Right, exactly. He's like, it's definitely in the middle of Rebels, but it might not be. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, and, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, there's definitely the sense of a time jump right before the last scene of Rebels. Um, and, and there are, there, there are some valid, uh, reasons to point out that maybe it was not, uh, linear, right. Uh, in rebels at the, you know, in the last scene of rebels, when Ahsoka is going off and and looking for Ezra, um, you know, she's got this kind of cadre of X-wings with her as though the new Republic is sort of kind of helping her and aiding her in this quest. Um, it doesn't seem like what's happening right now uh, she's operating altogether much with the New Republic. It does kind of seem like yeah. she's she's sort of lone wolfing it, um, and so that you know that kind of calls it into question. Um, so I don't know. It could it could be either way. I think he's just kind of trying to leave the door open for creativity. Yeah. Uh, interesting yeah. to see what they do. I with definitely it. think so. But do you think we'll see Ahsoka again this uh, this season? Well, I mean, if we go through the pattern that we went through with the first season. It definitely appears, especially after today's episode, that he is building an army of friends to yeah. go for a big finale, for big season finale. Yeah, and that was kind of kind of the trend last season too, right? Was the building like we met these people, we didn't know why we were meeting these people, we were just kind of stumbling person to person, and then all of a sudden at the end they all really mattered. Yeah. Um, and so that it is interesting to think about like because you can think about that and go, Okay, so we met Ahsoka so she's going to be part of our army. She's going to be the leader, the Jedi leader of our little army, right? Um, but where does the frog lady lie in all of that, right? Is she going to be her lieutenant? <laughs> How does she fit into all of this? Uh, she's, so, just, she's going to be in the background, and she's just going to, her tongue, she's going to... Oh, you know what? she's just going to, like, you know what's lasso gonna happen? stormtroopers with her tongue. It's going to be, like, this very touching moment where, where Mando, our boy Din, is trying to touch, uh, talk Grogu out of, of the dark side. And he's almost there, and then all of a sudden he gets a, a glimpse of those eggs, and he goes, Younglings! <laughs> and he goes on a murderous <laughs> Must rampage. Must go to the dark side. Well, I, I you know, I'm, bet, I'm betting we get, like, a, a, a flashback, a Vietnam-style flashback of Grogu hiding under a table while Anakin yep. is slicing down younglings left and uh -huh. right. And him just... He's under his blanket in his little crib, maybe, you know, yep. like hiding, eating eggs and blue macaroni. eating eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny you, you mentioned blue cookies because uh -oh. the other news that I have is we didn't even rehearse a that YouTuber. Folks. That segue just happened naturally. That was that's, perfect. That's I quality know. podcasting right there. I know. <laughs> you think we planned this. There's a YouTuber uh, binging with Babish and this guy. uh cooks things up that are from TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So he decided that he was going to make a recipe for the light blue macarons that baby Yoda was eating. And what's really cool about it, now we've tried a hundred times to get our friend John Favreau to talk to us, but John's a big fan of his. So he was actually talking to John while he was cooking this stuff. 
but he has a website and on his website he has a recipe so that you can make the blue macarons um, that baby Yoda was eating and I thought this was good because I looked at and I watched him make these macarons and it's a lot of work it has to be very precise you have to sift together the uh, almond flour and powdered sugar three separate times you have to freeze white uh the egg whites and all this like really really hard stuff so then at the end he also makes a blue wafer cookie recipe for those so who don't, don't want to go, go through, through the, the whole trouble. thing of making uh <laughs> the perfect blue macarons then you can make uh wafer cookies instead but if you are one of those people who's adventurous and you want to try out making them blue macarons, make sure you send a picture to us over here at Bantha Milk Podcast at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to see you making your blue macarons, right? We would. We um, sure would. And while you're doing so and sending us your emails, you can go ahead and fact check us because guess what? Sometimes we say things that are not true. Uh, That's It's the right. great thing about having a podcast is that you can say whatever you want and they can't stop you. Um, and so we, <laughs> they we can have certain, correct you afterwards, but they, they can't can stop correct you. you. And we do have a certain number of dedicated fans that are correcting us. Right. And one of them is our, our buddy, Doug, my buddy, Doug, who I met out in grad school in Illinois. He is our official fact checker for the Bantam Oak podcast. And he had a couple from last week. Not too many. I think we're getting oddly more accurate as time goes on. Well, um, that's good. I like being oddly more accurate. Yeah, I guess. You know, whatever. It's better than just being oddly like I've been for the first 46 years of my life. You know, uh, you, you pull it off, though. You, Thank you. You, you got to roll with it, Rob. <laughs> um, so one of the things that Doug had mentioned to me about is I guess we had, we were talking. There was a conversation last uh, last episode about the Dark Troopers and Death Troopers uh, when we were first kind of got a glimpse of them. Uh, right. And I had mentioned they had a sort of a droid look to them. Um, now, canonically, Dark Troopers were not droids, uh, and that was pointed out by Doug, but it does look like things might have changed from the canon just a wee bit based on today's... Yes, once you watch this week's episode. Yeah, based on th- today's episode. So uh, whether or not that was canonically accurate, it looks like Dark Troopers have changed a wee bit. Um, there was also another question about this this time jump, because we do know that uh, we're about nine ABY, and I was wondering, all right, how much time has passed for, for Ahsoka? Um, so it looks like Rebels was about four BBY, and I remember in Star Wars, we always talk about the Battle of Yavin. That was from, you know, when Luke destroyed the Death Star. That's like a, a, uh, you know, AD and BC or BCE, right? So that's the Star Wars version of that, BBY and ABY, before the Battle of Yavin and after the Battle of Yavin. So Rebels took place about four before the Battle of Yavin, right? Four years before Luke took on the Death Star, and it looks like Mando is taken about nine years after. So there's about a 13-year time jump between Rebels uh, and the Mandalorian. So uh, quite a bit has happened for Ahsoka, you can you can imagine, in that time. Um, and, and so if she is still searching... Uh, for Thrawn, thirteen some odd years later, you got to wonder what's going on with Ezra. Have they made their way back from where they came? Are they still on the original search? Yes, good point. Interesting, very good stuff. point. We don't know. Didn't uh, you say there other... was another a new? Yes, Star this wasn't Wars necessarily fact a fact check. Okay, um, but it was fun. One of our loyal listeners and uh, Austin former star guest of. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Guest of our uh, of our show, uh, our good friend Tom, he on Sunday was listening to the show and live texting me as he was listening to our show on Sunday. Okay, every time he like agreed with or disagreed with or whatever, 
So we were talking last week also about there has to be somebody who uh, checks the storyline to make sure that right. it's, it's consistent. Sure. And he said the person who does that, his name is Pablo Hidalgo, is one of the masters of storylines. Okay. And, uh, and you know what's funny is I've definitely seen his name popping up uh, in credits and stuff. Yeah. And then Tom said that he's been following him since before episode seven for possible movie hints. Interesting. So that's that's right, so uh, the keeper of lore at Lucas. Keeper of lore, Pablo yes. Hidalgo. All right, interesting. All right, so I'm glad so, they at least have that position. You know, someone to like talk to John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy and them and say, "Hey, man, just so you know, you know, you want to do this, but in episode 36 of Clone Wars, you know, uh, C3PO specifically said that he did not use an arc light spanner when he was fixing. I don't know. I'm just making right, stuff up. Whatever. Yes." <laughs> So that, I think, is, in fact, Star Wars news. Star Wars news. But, of course, the reason you all came here is for the show. And the show show happened this morning. It is Friday night. Uh, And what time did you watch the show, Rob? I watched the show at 6.30 this morning. Wow. At lunchtime. And then after... We were done work. I watched it again with my son. So I watched it three times already. Okay, you're a little ahead of me. I watched, so I, I had a lot of craziness on my during my day. I didn't get to watch it until about 3.30. Okay. Um, and then I watched probably every Boba Fett scene again, uh, maybe about 25, 30 minutes ago. So I'm a little fresh on it. Uh, right. But, but uh, epi- what is it? What episode, what chapter is this? 13, 14? Chapter 14. Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Um, the Tragedy. This was, I don't know what to say. Like, I was telling, my wife and I talk about this show often because my wife, as as you all know, if you are a fan of this show, she's been on this show. She's a huge Star Wars fan. Um, and for the longest time, me and my wife's favorite character was Boba Fett, much like most people. Yes. Um, in fact, I've got on the inside of my wedding ring here, uh, I've got an engraving uh, with the words Boba Fett on it. Because that's what Very me and my nice. wife call each other because we're, <laughs> we're disgusting. Um, anyway, Boba Fett has, has been very near and dear to our hearts for years. And until recently, he was our favorite character. Uh, but over the past year, my wife and I both have come to the decision that our favorite character in Star Wars is Ahsoka Tana. Okay. Um, Ahsoka has – they've done so much with Ahsoka. Yes. Uh, and they've, they've built her into such an interesting and intriguing character. Um and then today happens, and I, <laughs> and I don't know what to do anymore. Because <laughs> now you're stumped. Because who is my favorite? Like, you know, for for thirty years they've been they've been building up Boba, and and there's a lot of talk about is he too hyped? Is he not? And I don't th- after today I don't think he's too hyped. No, because for thirty years Boba had uh, what three lines, and he was only in four scenes, maybe tops in the entire series. He had and every- more screen time in this twenty. 20- eight minute episode than he did in every cinema he's been in so far. Probably that is so funny, but yes. So, um, obviously, we might as well just, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we, we can get into, into just the, the nitty gritty of the, of the, the story of the episode, but the big news here obviously is that Boba Fett came back. Uh, and I think some great news is going back to last season, not just last season of the Mandalorian, but last season of this show, 
We called it. That was Boba Fett picking up our girl uh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand, yeah. On on Tatooine, right? So yeah, uh, there. I mean, that was like our big red herring where people was like, "Oh, that's they're meant to make you think that's Boba." Fett. I think it's pretty darn clear now that that was Boba Fett. Oh yes. Um. But anyway, uh, and I'm so, so excited. So, <laughs> before the before the show even started, when they do the flashbacks, and. The very first flashback is Fennec Shen or Fennec Shaw, however you say it. I think Fennec Shen. I think it's Shen. Yeah. Shen, yeah. When you see Fennec Shen in the flashbacks, you know she's going to be in the episode. Like, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. Not that I was mad to see her in the episode. Don't get me wrong. But it totally took away from the whole surprise, you know. You mean the machinery in her belly didn't surprise you enough? Okay, that was that was weird. <laughs> she had that steampunk stomach. Steampunk. Okay. So, before we get too far into it, you know, we are breaking down the episode now, so this is all spoilers for the yes, final absolutely. time to tell you. Yes. <laughs> if 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 um, you are one of those people who have made it this far, 22 uh, minutes into the episode and has and can't tell that there are some spoilers coming, yeah. uh, then, you know, it's your own fault at this point. So, yeah. So, before we get to get to her, let's just talk briefly about the first scene that we see it was adorable. when this when the show started not the previews that tell you that fennec is going to be on the show right but when the show started uh good old norman over here is playing with the ball and uh very cute how he takes it away and then he says you know mando kyle says take it back and he takes it back and you can almost see through the helmet Kyle start to cry because my boy, my boy's growing up. He's growing up. He's going to leave me. He's going to go off to college. He's going to go off to Jedi Academy and leave me here all by myself. Boy, that Razor Crest sure is going to feel like an empty nest. I sure hope nothing bad happens to it. I know. I love the Razor Crest. That's my favorite ship. That ship is <laughs> awesome. I'm really, I'm hoping for Christmas that I get the Lego Razor Crest because it's totally awesome. You mean, you mean just a pile of Lego bricks? <laughs> just just a pile of lego bricks on the floor <laughs> wait do you know something that i don't know i don't know what you're talking about uh so yeah so that opening scene was super cute super very you know father to child thing like you can see he's definitely becoming attached to him and he even says a line uh i can't train you you're too powerful uh, right you're too powerful right so as soon as he says that my son when i'm watching it with my son he goes he's going to train him in something like he's coming back, so you know, you know they're setting us up for that. Oh no, Grogu's gonna leave Mando, but I mean, Grogu's getting paid way too much money. He's too vital of a character for them to send him off to his little spinoff. So that's yeah. not gonna happen, <laughs> even though, uh, even though you know they want us to believe that's what's gonna happen. Honestly, so th- even if I don't know what their plans were for for little Grogu, um, but. Without Grogu, I mean, Mandalorian's a great show. Don't get me right. wrong. But yes. Grogu, little baby Yoda, little the child, put the Mandalorian on the map. Oh there my gosh, 100%. Baby Yoda hand sanitizer, baby mm-hmm. Yoda tissue boxes, baby Yoda ch- potato chips. I mean, baby Yoda's on everything. Baby um, Yoda is the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen of Star Wars. Yes. Uh, and if there's one thing that Disney's good at, it's holding on to their figureheads. Yes, 100%. Um, they're small, big-eared figureheads. Yep. Right? So I'm going to go ahead and say we're not going to see little Grogu go anywhere anytime soon. No, I don't think so. So 
everybody rest assured, I'm pretty sure Grogu will be around for many seasons to come. And then when hope. he's all done, we can only hope. And then and then he'll have his spinoff afterwards, Grogu the college years, and that'll be in prime time. Oh and boy. it'll only last one season, and it'll be awful. I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then we get to the planet, which is Tython. awesome. Tython. Tython. We're on Tython. Tython. They get to Tython. He finds Again, Tython this. is one of those locations in lore that is not new. That is like a mm. like a we've been there before. Yep. Um, you know the Jedi Temple on uh, where was the Jedi Temple in uh, the Last Jedi that she travels to, Ray? Oh, when she's on the the little island off yeah. of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it actually is, but it's very similar yeah. to this to this Jedi Temple because there this is the oldest Jedi Temple on Tython. So. It's, it looks very old. It looks like the Star Wars version of Stonehenge. Right. Um, and then also, like you said, when we saw Rey and Luke at the other uh, temple, they had what looked like could have been possibly a seeing stone there as well. There was a, another round stone right in the middle there as well. So uh, this is a very, very old Jedi way of doing things. So this is not new. This is old, as you say. Yep. And um, so and what I another thing I like that they're doing uh they're jumping right into it. Like, you know, I think yeah. every episode I, I go into, I go, is this going to be, we're there or is this going to be the journey to there? Right. right? Um, and so the last couple episodes have been there and not the journey yeah. to there. And they've gotten right into the action, especially last episode with Ahsoka just kind of jumping right in. She this episode, right there. We land and, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're kind of zooming around the temple. And I see Mando mm-hmm. and Kyle, they're lo- or, and Norman, they're looking at it. And I'm like, Oh God, they're going to have to like, land and do like some spirit walk up to the top aren't they and he's like now nah, we're just gonna we're gonna take the window roll the windows down roll the windows down what a great line we're gonna roll the windows down yep. so he just flies up there doesn't even bother worrying about trying to climb it or anything just flies up yep. little norman's ears are flapping in the wind he's smiling having a great time um so <laughs> uh kyle is so literal he puts him down and he says <laughs> he says uh uh, I'm going to try to, uh, ch- wait, what? Oh, here it is. Does, does this look Jedi to you? <laughs> well, does it? This, yeah, this is, this is the seeing zone. Do you see anything? That's what he says to him. <laughs> here it is. It's, I mean, I, I think they're trying to highlight his complete ignorance to this whole thing. It's like, <laughs> here's yeah. this guy. He, he, he can fight. He's, he's streetwise, but he's got, he's completely out of his element here. Uh, yeah, and he's they, got and no they clue. really uh, emphasized that when Grogu started meditating and not once, but at least two or three uh, times, three times, he's like, well, that didn't work the first time when I tried to break this <laughs> impenetrable force field. Maybe if I try harder, I'll try harder. And uh, no, I'll try again. I'll get knocked out for 20 minutes while everybody else is fighting. And then I'll stand up and I'll try one more time. And like, oh, by the way, I won't have my jetpack on during any of this, so it'll be super slow. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, the force field, I said four times, but it was only three times that he tried to he tried to break into that. It was ridiculous. The jetpack. So, okay. Before he loses the jetpack. Um, we get well, he had- the craziest, most awesome shot ever, right? Yes. Which is Slave 1. Slave one flying in, just entering, making its mm-hmm. entrance, not trying to hide. Just like, hey, man, I'm here. What's up? Yep. Here I come. Yep. And then he lands. And then so after Mando w- once decides I can't break through this force field, I'm going to go down and 
try and fight these guys off. And uh, great conversation with Mando with uh, with Boba Fett. And then and there's there's uh, something about hearing Tamira Morrison's voice, man. He's like if you watch Clone Wars and Rebels enough, you get really acquainted uh, with that gruff like voice of his. And it's just like you you feel like this is Boba Fett. Like this is him. This is the guy. Yeah, I'm familiar with this guy. So another scene, another part that cracked me up when he first meets Boba Fett, he's got his gun on him and he's, you know, telling him I'm going to, you know, whatever, leave, I'll kill you, blah, 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 whatever. And Boba Fett says, no, you know, we got a snipe, a sharpshooter up there. Then he realizes that it's Fennec. But then, (laughs) so Mando has a gun facing, if I have a gun facing you, okay, you know, I have a gun. I, my other hand, I have the whistling bluebirds ready to go. And I have a belt full of hand grenades wrapped around my belt. The one thing I'm going to tell you to put down is, your jet is not your jetpack. Jetpack, yeah. <laughs> put down the jetpack so that you can't fly back here later to save Baby Yoda. Put it down. I was like, what? He has all this armor on him. He says, put down your jetpack. I'm like, come on. So well, you know like, what oh, that is? Foreshadowing. This is, this is a Boba Fett. Who has been around for a long time. This is a Boba Fett who knows the power of the high ground. Yes. And so he knows I'm taking the high ground away from this guy before he gets me. Okay. Well, you you believe that that's why they did that. (laughs) I think what happened was they wrote into the script that the bad guys fly away and we need to make sure that Mando can't just chase after them. To take the backpack so, off. To take the back, we got to get the backpack off somehow. So, yep. yeah. So that was that. So also, uh, when you, uh, Norman first sat down on the seeing stone, there was a little blue butterfly. Now yeah. I know that wasn't coincidental that there was a butterfly there. Right. Do you know anything, or maybe Doug will tell us next week what the blue butterfly if the blue butterfly i'm assuming it has some symbolic i don't know man i really to tried jedi of some i really sort. tried to dig back and my fandom started getting crossed like i started thinking oh blue butterflies that has to deal with the isle of north and i'm like oh wait that's that's game of thrones that's game uh, of that's, thrones that's a yeah. different thing right so um yeah i don't know i i really like that has to be something right, right. like we saw we saw uh ahsoka's owl friend last week uh, yeah so like i don't know that they would have just put random blue butterflies but yeah. for the life of me i can't think of who they might be in reference to so if, if you have any okay. theories about that you know how to get a hold of us let us know that's right let us know on any one of our social media please and, tell us and what if that you're blue wrong and we find out about it don't worry we'll only make fun of you a little that's right, right. because we make fun of ourselves a little so we'll make fun of you as well you'll be a part of the family that's right um, so obviously the empire crashes the party. Yes. Um, and we get to see what is perhaps the greatest eight minutes of TV. Um, and that's, you know, we see and this, I'm not now this, this is good fan service. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Here. We talked good last week about service. the difference between good and bad fan service, right? This is not C-3PO shoehorned into a scene just cause. Yep. This is Boba Fett finally d- being as cool as he has been for years. And not only was he as cool as he's been for years, he was as cool as he's been for years without any of his armor on. Yeah, and so so there are the two phases of the fight, right? There's that yes. first phase where he's the wandering, uh, you know, Tusken Raider Mandalorian, you know, the, the outcast where he's using his gaffy stick. And it's about the most lethal I've ever seen a gaffy stick used. Oh, my goodness. And even 
when he was like dragging on the ground behind him. It's it was, so like a horror movie. Yeah, it was like, like Jason. Like uh, Jason. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Like dragging. Like you're just like, oh my God, I can hear the. And then bam, helmets exploding all over the place, fragments going. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah. Fennec, she, she was shooting left and right. Two of the stormtroopers didn't even get off of the ship, and Fennec took them out before before they even uh, got off the ship. Which once again proves how useless stormtrooper armor yep. is. Yep. And Does it deflect anything? No, and it's white. So you're in the wilderness, and you're wearing white armor. It just might as well be glowing blue with a neon sign above you saying, "I'm over here. Yeah. Take me out with your one shot." Yep. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not smart camouflage on their part for sure. But I mean, I I think that Fennec was cool too. But I I keep I just yes yeah. next, next to Boba. I don't know. Like the, the oh. what they did with him was just it's everything I wanted them to. He was imposing. He was terrifying to an extent. Yep. He was calm and collected. Um, yep. But you saw like this rage in his face, man. Like he, he was yeah. like you see the veins sticking out of his head, uh, and you see he's kind of messed up, probably yeah, from the like Sarlacc. The- Probably right? from so, the Sarlacc, yeah. Um, um, did you notice one of his lines? In, dude. Uh, I think in the beginning he said, I'm a simple man making my way through the galaxy. That's actually my Facebook status right now. That was like, as soon as he dropped that line, I'm like, I know that line. I, I felt, know that line. I felt like Captain America. I, I get yes. that reference. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's not the first time that Tamura Morrison has uttered that line. That was a fantastic no. callback to the Clone Wars. Yep. Uh, or I guess that would be Attack of the Clones, right? Uh, right, because he said it as Django fed first. Right. Um, yeah. And I have to keep reminding myself that he's not just Django's son. He's a clone. He's a clone. Right, so yeah. he's one of the only clones probably left still out there at this point. Right, because he was a completely unaltered clone of Django. Right. So he, he, didn't, he didn't, they didn't accelerate his aging or anything like no. that. He is like Django would look. However many years later this would be after, you know, if J- considering, you know, maybe Django were swallowed by a Sarlacc pit, then maybe he would look sure. like that. Yeah, that's just this is what Django yeah. would look like if he was this age and swallowed by a Sarlacc yeah. pit. Sure. Um, but then, of course, we get the shot of Django looking at or Boba, Boba rather looking at the Razor Crest and we know what's on his mind. Yes. I'm getting my armor back now. Now, my big question is this. Um, he knows Cobb Vanth. He said, you, you <laughs> took my armor from Cobb Vanth. So. Why did he not take his armor back from Cobb Vanth? That's the same thing that Tom texted me today. He said, I don't understand. Why would he follow another Mandalorian halfway across the galaxy when there was just like a punk guy who was wearing his armor for who knows how long, five years or ten years or whatever? Like, just take it back from that idiot instead. I'm wondering how – because they're really turning – Beskar and Mandalorian armor into a superpower. I mean, if you're wearing Mandalorian armor, you're a one-man army. So I'm wondering how formidable that is. Like, could he just... Cobb had the armor on, so he literally could not take it because that's how powerful Mandalorian armor is? I don't know. I don't know. You don't see a whole lot of it out there, but... No. That's a good question. Maybe that's why he didn't... But Cobb Vanth being Cobb Vanth and not being a true Mandalorian or anything... Sure, he doesn't know how to take care of the armor very well. So I'm sure at any given time in the past five years, he could have snuck into his house when he was sleeping right. and just taken the armor. He probably just had it laying on the dining room table, right. and he's just like, oh, just whatever, I'll take care of it tomorrow, put it away. But you just and mentioned he, something that that is really important here, too. You just said that he's not a true Mandalorian, Cobb Vanth. And um, 
there's a there's a lot of hullabaloo about about whether Boba is a Mandalorian because in Clone Wars, uh, the head of Mandalore made this big stink about you're no true Mandalorian. Um, and I, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me, well, is he Mandalorian? And we've talked on this show about Mandalorian yep. really being more of a creed than anything else. So it's not really a, uh, a race so much as a way of life, but it looks like they kind of retconned that here. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah, they, they, they said definitely... that Django was a foundling, right? Right. And that he fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. Yes. Not the Mandalorian Wars, but the Mandalorian Civil Wars. Civil Wars, right. So he was a foundling, and then he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars, and then did taught Boba and handed down his armor. Well, then handed down. When he was decapitated, Boba took it from him. Right. So then earned, I, I guess you could say, I don't know, whatever. Acquired is the good word. There you go. Acquired the armor from his father, which would be in turn passed down generation to generation. So... You know, in that aspect, and even the way we said before that it's more of a creed than it was a race of people, because it wasn't even the people who lived on Mandalore were shipped off, you know, through the years anyway, and yep. different races came and sure. conquered the, the planet anyway. So uh, I'm going with, especially after the way he fought today, I'm saying I don't care. He, his dad was a foundling. He's a so they, they rewrote the uh history and he is now a mandalorian yep that's fine by me that's just uh and bef me. before he put the armor on my son said that he looks like with when, when he was wearing like the tuscan robe and stuff like that he looks like cus or uh combustion man from avatar okay i don't and know trey <laughs> and trey said if he shoots something out of his third eyeball there then you know that he's definitely combustion man and i said that's interesting because dave filoni also wrote avatar so that's i wonder true. if if he had anything to do with, uh, with the, with the robe, yeah. with the look, See, if he I, said, I want I, I love the look because uh, now there's, there's a lot of body shaming going on out there right now about Boba Fett in his armor. And I want to stop it right here. Right. Because look, look, dad bod. I'm proud of it. I don't right? care. Let's, let's it's unite, a, unite. Dad he's bod he's unite. older. He's older now. He was he can't eaten by a giant sand-dwelling parasite that devours yep. people over a thousand years and live to tell the tale, I think he earned a couple drinks at the cantina to drown his sorrows. He sure did. I think um, I think it's funny because when Cobb Vanth had the armor on, he looked like somebody doing cosplay. Yes. And it looked like it just didn't quite fit him, but it didn't quite fit him in a different way that Cobb Vanth was so tiny. Yep. And now uh, Boba puts it back on, and now it looks like that guy who's also doing cosplay, but he's just a little overweight, but yep. still wants to be a Mandalorian. Yep. Except for the fact that Boba can still kick your butt. Dude. Where man. that guy in cosplay who's a little overweight probably can't kick your probably butt. Probably not. But I got to tell you, and, and, and you know, yeah, sure, maybe Boba's not in the fighting condition he once was, but he looked imposing as oh, yeah, in that arm. Yep. When, when we get that shot of him turning at the camera when there's that explosion uh -huh. it is so it, like that is boba fett and like it's weird too because you see you see like the the like ammo pouch underneath him and he almost looks a little more i don't know if they're going for like almost a tribal look to him or else like yeah. but but it's almost like he's he's the wild mandalorian you know he's like uh -huh. the mandalorian who's been living in in the wilds amid, amongst himself it's almost you know like in you know when we're talking about these western tropes in in the mandalorian yeah. it's almost like the native american 
that's that's kind of adopted the way of life of of the settlers and he's like the native american that's carrying you know the bow and arrow and the you know the blunderbuss all together sort of a thing you right know what i mean yep yeah I, I thought it was awesome um one more thing my son pointed out which was really funny as all the stormtroopers were uh getting one shotted left and right and boba was kicking their butts and everything like that he said in rebels Ezra went undercover as a uh, stormtrooper trainee. You remember that episode or a couple of episodes? Yeah, it was great. It was super hard. The training was super hard. It was super intense. If they weren't able to, you know, hit the, hit a, uh, uh, what's a loft cat's eye from 500 yards away, they went back to training and blah, 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 all this stuff. What happens to all the stormtroopers as soon as training is over? Because as soon as they're done, they get their full armor on. And they're suddenly the uh, the uh, what's the cops that the old time goofy cops? What did they call them? I don't know. It was way before yeah. your time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in my thirties. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, then this is before my t- the Keystone Cops. Do you know who the Keystone Cops are? I don't. No. Okay. It's from black and white TV days and stuff like that. So all the old people will know who the Keystone. They're just like, hey, we're the police. Blah blah blah. It was like really like satire on police like that that's what the the uh stormtroopers they go through all this hard training and then suddenly they're the keystone cops they can't shoot anything they get hit every single time meanwhile complete- dave filoni shows up as an x-wing pilot and hits every shot every <laughs> one bullet lands. every 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 single time one rocket blows there's up there's a little entire- bias here i think <laughs> oh boy all right so we have our fight scene boba has acquired his armor uh, he has kicked some butt. He's he's used his knee rocket pads. The knee, yes, the which, knee bullets. by the way, are canon. Like if you look in the old yep. visual dictionary, those yep. are in there. So, oh yeah. So that is Dave literally like looking at his old dictionary, going, "These things have never been used. Let's let's, let's do use it. them. Let's yeah. do it." And uh, he didn't have a flamethrower on his wrist, but he definitely had like rockets or something coming out of his wrist because he he like punched and blew a couple of people oh, back yeah, he, and stuff it, like that it was almost like he had like a thing that made his punches like like extra accelerated yeah. yeah yeah and then on top of it fennec does the old good old indiana jones oh, yeah. rock slide yep. which was awesome i thought the rock was going to keep going all the way down and and break the ship well, that's what my goal there was. was there was the one machine gunner who just stood there shooting the rock instead of <laughs> and, moving out of the way and she she had him in her sights right before he started shooting she could have taken him out before he got one shot but off. that's but not instead, exciting tv Ron. that's not exciting instead we have to we have to pull in indiana jones and then push a rock all the way down the hill and destroy him. So that you also her, see her sweet jump off the rock where she like jumps oh, backwards yeah. and like does the sweet pirouette move. It's really it nice. was like yeah. a, like from Die Hard when yeah. he jumps out of the window of Die Hard. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that was um, a, that was a sweet sweet fight scene. Um, all until our boy Grogu decides he's a he's done. Oh, and while they're doing all of that, Grogu is meditating. He's got and his little fingers. I love that. He's like He's got his little oh. fingers. Yep. He's like he's like mm, he's meditating. He's he's channeling the force. He's channeling another Jedi and Kyle taking a nap. Yep. Yeah, cuz cuz taking a nap. His dumb self was like um, maybe the third time's a charm. I will well, the first time I didn't go f- hard enough into this blue light. Right. So now I'm going to really I'll break through it. I know I can. And instead it just shoots you back even further. And so take a nap and then he finally wakes up. 
and tries for a third time to get Grogu out of there. And then finally says, maybe I'll just help okay, the other guys. I'll help the other guys. I'll protect you. And then as soon as he walks away, what happens? He wakes up. I'm done. <laughs> and of course, we a- get a shot of our death troopers who, who scoop him up. Yeah. Sharks. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. I guess so that's a little while from here. That's a, that's a little while away. Yeah. You jumped ahead just a little bit. Uh, Rob takes his notes in a very linear fashion here. I do, but, uh, okay. Oh no. Oh, all right. No, we, so before, yeah, before the dark troopers come, the stormtroopers start running away. Cause Boba's scary. Cause Boba's scary. He's got Mandalorian armor on. So they're like, forget this. I'm out of here. So they start running away and Boba gets to use his other trademark weapon. The giant jet pack or rocket launcher on his jet pack. Well, which we got was to awesome. see Cobb use that already, right? So we had to yes. see Boba use it. Yes. If Cobb's going to use it, Boba's got to use it. Yeah. So then, and that was great because he shoots the top one, which then falls into the bottom one. And then they both go into a fiery explosion. So explosions mean bad guys are not coming back. Right. We so know good. that. We know, we know that, that from last season. <laughs> from last season. No explosion last season. And Bad then we still back. get yes. Moff Gideon. Yes. This time, explosion. So, yay. Everybody is happy. The world can go on until. Why didn't you prep me for this, Nick? I'm sorry. I'm the re- Razor Crest. I'm really sorry. You know, I, 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 I should have seen this coming and told you that this was a possibility. I apologize you for not have. prepping your heart. Because that yes. was a blow. You could tell it was a blow to him. It was a blow yep. to me. It was a blow to Rob. Uh, I've, I've had a few people message me saying that they were not okay with the destruction of the Razor Crest because it's, no. it's quickly become a fan favorite. Uh, yes. And he just got that thing fixed. He just got it fixed. He finally got all the rope off of it and got it all fixed. It was actually they back together the way it was supposed to. a huge deal last, last episode about, hey, look how awesome this particular ship is now. We have made it amazing. Amazing. Bye-bye. And then they say, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, I and was then, really bummed. Uh, it was very sudden. Uh, one shot, and there was no more Razor Crest. Um, have I'm, we seen a leading ship like this be destroyed like this before? Like, we've seen X-Wings go down. We've seen B-Wings go down. But, I mean... You know, I'm trying to think. I mean... Aside from a shot from like a big thing like the Death Star, usually it takes a little bit more than that. Yeah, um, you know, I'm 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 thinking back to uh, the Force Awakens when they're running through the junkyard and they're running and they're ignoring the Millennium Falcon until the ship that they're running towards gets blown up in one go. So I'm wondering, like, when they shut the thing off and they they put it in park, right? Does that shift the the shields off? Uh, I guess if you turn it off, I guess you turn because the shields off. Last season, they left. They, they they didn't they make a big deal out of the fact that the Razor Crest has a really good defense system. Yes, because they left baby yoga, uh, baby yogurt. I just said uh, baby Yoda <laughs> in there with IG eleven and said, "Oh, it's you know." Yeah, they so, said it's it'll be safe. So, which is after after the uh, Jawas looted and took everything off of it. Yeah, I so. think they put way too much uh, faith yeah. in, in their security systems of their ships. It's, it's not working out well for them. Yeah, so very, very disappointing because 
Next to like the Millennium Falcon, this was definitely turning into. It's definitely a fan favorite for sure. A fan favorite ship, yeah. So to see that get destroyed was very, very sad, and uh, made me cry. Yep. Um, and then it gets even worse. So this this episode so what was, was the tragedy? Tragic. Was the tragedy the Razorcrest being blown to bits, or was the tragedy little Grogu getting? Lifted off, getting adopted. Because uh, I, I honestly, I was, I was expecting us to get a flashback. I thought the tragedy was gonna, we were gonna see the tragedy in Grogu's past. We were gonna see him oh. at the temple, uh, Jedi Temple in Coruscant, and I thought, oh, that's the tragedy. That's a tragedy. Um, but I, I'm still not convinced that Grogu getting captured is the tragedy, because I think it, it's pretty transparent that they're gonna go try and rescue him. So he yeah. didn't die. So what was the tragedy? Right. The, the fact that he's just gone is the tragedy. And this is the other thing that uh, angered me, I guess. the uh, Kyle's very linear thinking, since I take notes very linear. Kyle is very, you know, when the child was gone, he said something along the lines of, he said, the child is gone. And then Boba Fett said, yes, but we made a promise to you that we were not going to leave your side until you got the child back or, or we were going to protect the child right, or whatever right. the case was. But Mando was almost like the empire took him. Uh, there's nothing I can do. Like my ship is gone. They just took my kid. I'm just going to go to the local cantina and just drown my sorrows in a bottle of grog because my life is over. Everything that I cared about is gone. So he he was very depressed very quickly, which I would understand. Like I would feel yeah, the same way. I, I mean, think. I think the beginning of the episode was serving to set up the fact that this is no longer a mission. This is his like the the whole setup between Grogu and Din uh, was that father and son setup, right? He, yeah. he assumed, yep. and local parentis, right? This is you are now his son, uh, you are now his father, uh, and. At the end of the season, it was kind of like, well, he likes him, so he's going to do it. But as this second season has gone through, it's very clear it's not just that. There is a connection that, you know, they, they care about each other. It's And so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here, um, spe- especially with Grogu so very clearly turning kind of dark. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, like the end of this episode, Grogu is... I was going to ask you about that, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's um, let's talk about that a little bit, because that's how this episode wraps up, right? We we, we get back right. on this Star Destroyer, and we've got Moff Gideon, and we see a side of Moff Gideon we haven't seen yet, right? He's kind of playful and smiling. Um, he's very, yes, he's very energetic. But uh, can I back up one second? You, you can. There's two things that were saved from the ship. The what ball. you talked about last week, the... Uh, Beskar staff, right. the giant pointy staff that the, we the know is going to be used. that says that he's going to fight Moff Gideon. Right. And then the little ball, which... So I'm assuming the little ball must be made out of Beskar as well. Yeah, right? Because like, every everything other, else that was every metal... Every other piece of metal in that ship was blown to smithereens except for smithereens, this, the Beskar for the staff ball. and the Beskar ball. <laughs> right. So it, that ball has to be made out of Beskar. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So... I just wanted to touch on those two things real fast, but yes. So now we're on the ship. Moth Gideon is skipping along. He's happy as a, happy as a schoolgirl, And he's just watching Grogu force choke. These two uh, stormtroopers slam them together, throw them around the room. And he's just sitting there like, go away, go away. And then he's like, Oh, I'm sleepy. 
Yep, and and he because he knows that once he uses his powers, he he's he can't do it for long. So he knows. Look, I'm gonna give him these two guinea pigs to just destroy, because he doesn't care. It's obvious he doesn't care about his own people. Because in the end of season one, he, he blew up an entire them, yeah. battalion of his own guys just to get them. So he could care less about you. Yep. Um, then he puts so, him in the cutest little handcuffs of all time. How does is the empire that evil that they they're used to handcuffing infants? Yeah, they just have on on hand like a supply of handcuffs for babies. Handcuffs for babies. We have handcuffs in all sizes, all the way up from toddler to infant to uh, six year old handcuffs, all yeah. the way up to adult size. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote that down. Also, was <laughs> where did they get the littlest shackles in the world? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Dark Grogu goes. I think that I, I don't. I'm of the opinion that Grogu is not gone after this season. I'm of the opinion that Grogu is going to become a season or a, a series regular. Um, right. Whether or not he continues with the Force, I think we're going to see uh, him continue learning the Force with Din. Um, but I think that's going to be a big theme is him kind of battling with the dark side. And I think that's one of the big themes of Star Wars anymore is the idea of dark versus light versus gray. Um, yeah. And that, you know, especially with Ahsoka back in the fold, um, yep. Ahsoka is distinctly not a Jedi. Um, no. And one of the big things that I've had people asking me is who is coming to find Grogu? Grogu clearly reached out with the Force. He was doing something on that seeing stone. Who's going to hear him? The two right. biggest names out there in the Force at the moment are Ahsoka and Luke. Right? Well, uh, Ezra. Also Ezra. Well, Ahsoka, Luke, and Ezra. Right? Those are the big three. Now, Ezra, we can almost assume is elsewhere. Um, but we know it's not going to be Ahsoka. We know right, because she, she already said she's not interested. And we also know that she's not a Jedi. Right. Um I, I'm going to guess it's not going to be Luke because too many people are afraid to put Luke into things. Um, I really hope they, they get over that. I know a lot of people don't want to see Luke in, in this sort of stuff. Um, I'm of the opinion that we have not seen enough Luke. Uh, okay. I, I'm of the opinion that Star Wars started with Luke and he's the character we've seen the least. Uh, do I want to see him in the Mandalorian? I don't know, but I definitely want to see Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm explore Luke's, Luke's story more, and I want to see him on screen. Um, but he, he, it looked like he reached out to someone, so it's really, I mean, the big, the three Jedi we know that are out there and alive and active are Luke and Ezra, and yeah, you can account Ahsoka, even though she doesn't consider herself a Jedi. Uh, you can account Ahsoka. Um, so I'm really interested to see who are we going to get a character we know. Hey, maybe we're going to find out that Mace Windu is out there somewhere alive and just yep, licking his wounds. We didn't with Order 66. Is that what it was? Sure. Right. Yeah. We didn't see every Jedi getting killed. We saw a lot. We know that they the rule was or the whatever the order was that they were all to be killed but they did say they were all either killed or forced into hiding yeah i mean i think when when you know a new hope and empire strike comes back comes out you know are we're we're led to believe and led to think all the jedi are dead um and then after episode three with order 66 we're also led to believe Order 66 killed all the Jedi, but I think with the Disney reboot, I mean, I don't think, I know, with the Disney reboot, they're making it clear that is the the galactic 
observation is that the Jedi are gone and they're all dead. But I mean, think about the world. There are 7 billion people, give or take, in the world. That's a lot of people. Uh, when you talk about a galaxy, there are trillions and trillions yep. of beings in the galaxy. It's impossible to find them all. So it, it wouldn't make sense for us just to say, well, all the Jedi are dead. All of them. I th- I think I know which Jedi we're going to see. What do you think? This one. That Broom one right Boy. There. Broom Boy. Oh, Broom that's Boy. it. Wait. We're going to see Broom well, Boy. Well, Broom Boy's not alive yet, right? Was he? Broom Boy was like I 11. I thought he was at the end of. In like episode 10, 9, 8. There's a lot of episodes, oh. right? So I thought he was at the end of episode 3. No, Broom Boy was... was at the end of episode 8. Eight. Okay. So he right. he would, then he never would be like eleven years old in like thirty or so ABY. So he was not born yet. Okay. So we're not going to see good a theory boy. though. I Darn like it. that. I like that theory. That's because that that's would, the that sort of tinfoil I can get behind. That would definitely be something Dave Filoni would pull out too. Yep. We would be like, where did we see this guy before? And then he would just like, when he was done training, he would just start sweeping up that's in the right. corner, and we would be like. <gasps> It was Broom Boy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he would totally pull him out. I so. would not be surprised if we saw a Jedi that we know. Um, the the big theme since Disney took over, and it's not just since Disney took over. I mean, there's been like back in uh, The Force Unleashed, which was a video game uh, before Disney took over. They were Jedi who survived uh, the, the Order 66, uh, and they basically just became hiding alcoholics, right? They were They were like kind of... In, in cantinas, just drifting around the uh, the, the galaxy. Um, so I would be really interested to see what Jedi Dave Filoni decides is worthy of bringing back in The Mandalorian and, and in what uh, capacity. You know what I just thought of, which would be amazing? Now, yeah. I, depending on the timeline, I don't know if he's dead now or not. I want to hear it. But is Darth Maul alive at this point in time? Because now that Dave Filoni said that it could not be linear, it might not be linear. When did we see Maul in Rebels? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much for Rebels. Uh, for those who have not seen Rebels, because Maul plays an interesting part in Rebels. Um, I am going to go ahead and say that there is probably a zero percent chance that Maul shows up. Okay. Okay. Based on was... based on what I know about Rebels, and again, I don't want to say too much because it's unavoidable to get Rebels spoilers in our show, uh, and if you know The Mandalorian, but there are some things in Rebels that I don't want to spoil for people who might not have seen it, but I'm going to go ahead and say that, no, I'm, I'm guessing it's definitely not Maul. Okay, because I'm getting Rebels and Clone Wars, the seventh season of Clone Wars and stuff. Everything is all just like yeah. Be- getting- well, it's, it's weird because they re-released Clone Wars and we had that new season thrown out there, and so yeah. the timeline's all messed up. But mm-hmm. um, no, I'm so, gonna uh, say Maul is is go is pretty much not a player at this point. Without okay. trying to get too spoilery, because once again, I right. think that's one of the cooler things about Rebels, one of the cooler t- uh, storylines of Rebels. Um, if you if if you're one of those people out there who are listening and have not listened to Rebels and you're going, I wish he'd just shut up and say this already. Go listen. <laughs> to, go watch Rebels because it go is watch Rebels. It is some of the best Star Wars there is. And yes. it wraps so much stuff up so nicely. And yes. you'll know what I'm talking about. 
So I was uh, okay. Well, I was just thinking how because they keep kept bringing him back and back and back in all different genres and stuff, and he was he, every time he comes back, he's more and more awesome. So I was just hoping, but never mind. A guy can Forget always I even said it. a guy can I always can, hope and dream, you know. That's right. Um, a but, guy can but hope it, and dream. It will be very interesting to see uh, what's wh- who who is going to answer that call, and I'm hoping that right. they they do have. I wouldn't mind more force presence in this show. I, d- I don't need to see Luke, but I loved seeing, um, you know, Din Kyle's complete yeah. ignorance to the force and that, <laughs> that dichotomy with Ahsoka and her like wisdom. Um, so yeah. I really dug that. Um, so the other big question here is how many episodes do we have left? So this was the sixth episode so of two. the season. So we only have two episodes left. So it yes. looks like we've got one episode to gather our, Excuse me, to gather our army. Mm-hmm. And one episode for the showdown. Now, we all know. And we saw. Go ahead. We, we, I was just going to say, we saw that they're uh, bringing back. Yep. Um, Mayfield. Bill Burr. Burr. Bill Burr. That's yeah, right. Mayfield. So, that's what I was going to say. We saw that they're, they're assembling a team, and we know that <laughs> uh, Bill Burr is out there in prison, right? And we, we heard from uh, Dave Filoni and the other X-Wing fighter this year that uh, they know about that, that prison heist. Right? Yes. So they're bringing that back. And I think last season we even mentioned they're not dead. We're going right. to see them again. We're going to see them again. So he's going to free them. Yep. Um, it was really funny, his interaction with Cara Dune. She was like, look, I'm a good guy now. I can't really take on the Empire and, and fight your your uh, bounty hunter uh, little wars here. And he yep. said, well, they took the kid. And she, she was like, in. all right. I mean, yep. let's go. What's funny, too, is there was a long pause before he said it. And I literally turned to my wife while we were watching and I said, they took the kid. And he said, they took the kid. They took and I'm the like, kid. I knew it. I called it. Like, that's all he had to say. That's it. Because there was a, there was another line when we first met Cara Dune where I forget exactly the line, but he had to, like, kind of talk her into it. And she was like, "Nah, I don't really want to do it. And then he was like, oh, but, you know, the Empire. And she's like, OK, I'm in. You know, okay, like, I mean, like yeah, she, why didn't you mention the empire? She I would have is done not it exactly yeah. the most difficult person to persuade. It would seem. <laughs> <To> persuade. <laughs> um, but she yeah. has her vices as well. People yes, we're going to hates... see in the next two episodes. I'm guessing we're going to see Bill Burr. You know, yep. uh, what was he was? What was his name again? Uh, I have it Mayfield. Right. Mayfield, right? Yeah. Cara Dune, Grief Cargo. Cara Dune. Yep. Um, those are the three we will definitely see. Well, um, I'm also going to say Bo-Katan's coming back. But I will agree with you. We are going to see. I think definitely. Okay, so we've got Bo-Katan. We've got Mayfield. We've got Cara Dune and Grief Karga. Four, I think positive those four. And, well, uh, I mean, Boba Fett told him Boba that Fett he's in their and, service. And, uh, and Fennec. Fennec Shaw. Or Fennec yeah. Shan, right? Those Fennec Shan, for yep. sure. And I'm, I'm really excited to see more interaction between Boba and uh, Kyle the Mandalorian here. Uh, the way they set Boba, he's they they played him exactly right. And again, yes. it's like my inner child came out, and I'm back to Boba Fett is the man. So those so, those are definite. Now Ahsoka, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that was I think that was our introduction to Ahsoka, and I think we're going to see more from Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson in another medium. In another yes, and uh, rumor has it that they are getting ready to start filming finally the uh, Obi-Wan series. Right. So I've also heard rumors s- about a Ahsoka trilogy. 
Oh. Um, now, Rosario Dawson is a big star, so that wouldn't shock me. She has she has buying power. She has fans. So people will come see Star Wars, and people will come and see Rosario Dawson. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we saw. And also, Ahsoka is just I think overwhelmingly the most hot rising star of the Star Wars universe. Uh, so yep. far as as characters that people are interested in, so I think we'll see Ahsoka eventually, but I don't think again in the Mandalorian. No, um, we might see Frog Lady again. We might. I, for the life of me, I can't understand what her purpose was if we don't see her again. I know why. Why have that entire episode if we're not going to see her again? Just so that we can meet Bo Katan. Yeah. So like I don't know. We needed her to meet Bo Katan. I don't know. And it would be interesting if Cobb Vanth came back somehow, even though he doesn't have his armor. I think he will. I think uh, uh, he is too big of a name for them to to leave yeah. leave behind Timothy Oliphant. I'd like to see the armor again as well. Yes, I'm wondering if he's, but the armor is not where she was. So right. she she took off. She went somewhere. We don't know where she is. I don't know if Kyle can find her because I would like to see the armorer make. Boba Fett a new full suit, which would be pretty neat to see. Um, but also, if you put the armor and Bo-Katan in the same room together, we talked about this before, they have two drastically different views of Mandalorian ways and life, and I don't know how well they would get together if they would right. butt heads and not do anything or, or what. So that would definitely be interesting. Um so, yeah, so I would like to see the armor again. So we have 12 characters, at least, that we need to see one more time. Um, and Amy Sedaris. We need That's to see right. her one more Obviously. time. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need can't to forget, stop back well, well she, he needs a new ship. He does. I mean, he's, he's, he's hitchhiking aboard the Slave One for right now, but he's going to need his own ship once he gets out of this mess. I'm really yeah. hoping, again, we've talked on this show many times about that. It is not the Razor Crest. It is a Razor Crest class ship. I'm hoping we see another Razor Crest class ship, and he gets ju- to jump on that Razor Crest, and that's his Razor she, Crest. He goes, he goes back to Tatooine. He sees Amy Sedaris, and he goes, "I need a new ship." And she goes, "Oh, there's another Razor Crest right, right out over, the back. right out back. Go, go to Moss Espa. They have one over there instead of Moss Eisley. Go ahead, go get it." Yeah. And uh, so then suddenly, boom! The Razor Crest is back. Maybe the R on the side of this one's painted blue instead of orange or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm get. I'm guessing we'll see another. I hope we see another. It's a great ship, and again, the last episode they oh. made such a big deal out of how cool it is. How about <laughs> he he gets in the new Razor Crest, and the knob that uh, Grogu likes to play with is like a square. Yeah, and he he unscrews the square and, puts and the he circle. puts the round one, yeah. and he's like, "Now I'm home." Yep. And then flies away. That's how that's how episode eight's gonna end. Boom. I'm telling you right now, you heard it. Boom. <laughs> and then he's flying off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now I'm hoping the next two the next two episodes are the last two of the season, so I'm hoping they're a little longer. Today was a short episode, but it yes. I, I don't mind short episodes if they're gonna be this packed with content. Oh yeah. I mean right? this like, was jam packed. This is awesome. Of this season, I felt like, wow, this is a waste. And yes. that was 45 to 50 minutes long. This was 30 minutes long, and every every second of it, I was on the edge of my seat. Yep, 100%. So, um, again, I don't know I don't know what their, their thought process is so far as the length of episodes. I think they're pretty much deciding when we're done with the episode, we're done. Whatever when we, length when we wrote, that is, is we're going to write. We're going to start with a 60-minute episode, writing a 60-minute episode, and then we're going to cut it down. 
And when we're done cutting it down, we get to whatever length of episode we have, and that's what we're going with. That's it. Man, they're not going to put filler in to make it longer, and they're not going to try and shortchange anybody. Um, I wish they were all 60 minutes of amazingness, but I'll take 30 minutes of amazingness over 30 minutes of amazingness and 30 minutes of boring, let's get to the next awesome scene. Yeah, I've never had an episode of The Mandalorian that I was bored so far. Right. I, I've had episodes that were l- not as good as others, but they've all been great. It's, I mean, I'm so glad that Star Wars is putting out quality content uh, in some form or another. I know that there's there's rumors about a Clone War or a uh, Rebel spinoff. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there about new media, but right now we've got The Mandalorian, and The Mandalorian is the best Star Wars I've ever seen. Hands yes, down. I agree 100%. And, uh, and it's funny. And last year, before season one, I was saying, you know, I don't want to see a buddy cop Boba Fett Mandalorian. Yeah. In fact, you might have used those exact words. <laughs> those exact words, yes. And uh, I watched this, and I, I, like I said, I watched it three times today. Yep. Because now you're on board. He was he was so awesome. Turner and Hooch, Bo- Boba and Kyle, let's do it. Boba, I'm on board for a short amount of time, but then let Boba go off. You know, there, he's going to get the child back, and then. Boba can go back on his ways and we can see how awesome Boba was without making him the star of the show. I don't want him to be the star of the show, but I want, I finally got to see Boba live up to the hype, which was awesome. He definitely lived up to the hype and he's changed. He's definitely changed because Boba has not been that active in, in on screen, but there have been some depictions of him on, in clone wars when he was younger and in, in comic books, he hasn't been a good guy. He, he's no. not like he, I mean, in this episode, we get a glimpse of that. We see like he says, I, I I've paid no creed to no man or whatever, something like that. So he's still clearly like he's a lone wolf. But right. something has changed since he went into the belly of the Sarlacc that's made him a different person. And we see that he's less I don't know about selfish, but less evil strictly. Right. Because he made sure. that that. You know, we we told you we would we would uh, see the child safe. We're going to. So it'll be interesting to see the psychological ramifications behind what Boba has changed. But I thought it was a great episode. I'm really excited to see what's to come. I would, too. Great. Uh, Ranking it real fast. We didn't do this last episode, but we could do it now. Uh, So let's rank the last two episodes. So the Ahsoka. These past two episodes have been my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian. I agree 100%. One and 100%. two. Uh, the one, one with Ahsoka two. is one. This one is two for sure. Um, it does it. You don't really. It's hard to beat live action Ahsoka Tano, especially the way yeah. they did it. Um, yep. But seeing Boba Fett just take names and and you know what? Uh, it was it, it, it tickled the child inside of me and I couldn't be happier. Yep. They made a believer out of me now. Yeah, Rob. Rob was team no Boba from day one, and today day he one. is he is on board. I am on board. I was like, okay, I like it. And even oh, just seeing slightly overweight Boba come yes. up the hill with the armor on, and you you see how it fits him. It doesn't fit him right, but it definitely fit him better than the way it fit Timothy Oliphant. Oh yeah, and and just seeing how he used it so much better, it was just like. Yep, this dude is awesome. You know what so, it is? It is this is the way. This is the this way. This is the way. That's right, this man. This is the way. Uh, man, what a what a great episode to break down. It's uh it it was an awesome. We have two episodes left in the season. Make sure you're checking us out. You can check us out 
on anywhere you get your podcasts on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Music, on uh, on Google Music. Um, check out our, our friends over at the Ears Up Network. Uh, I'm really excited to see what we have to come. Uh, there's a yes. whole lot. Uh, I, I, I don't know. This is def- I, I can foresee. Have they already greenlit a third season? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. They already started writing it and everything. Great. Yeah, so, we, so we know we've got at least another season coming. I think The Mandalorian has got at least another couple of seasons uh, based on what I'm seeing. They've got they've got the momentum. They've got the, the viewer base. Uh, I know people who who buy Disney Plus just for The Mandalorian and then cancel yep. it afterwards. So it's going to be an interesting uh, new chapter for Star Wars. I'm really excited. Sure about. will. Yep. Very excited. But I think I think that's about all we got for the episode today, I think Rob. so. And I think this was an awesome episode, and I hope that you guys liked it as much as we did. Yeah. Because even though there were some silly things in it that we were like, really? Like, put your jetpack down? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Something something better than that. I mean, but they, other than that, they gotta put they gotta put things to to move the story along somehow. I guess I get it. I'm not a I'm not a Hollywood writer, but uh, I mean I think they're doing. I mean Dave Filoni, John Favreau, take the wheel. Yes, take the wheel. Take the wheel, right? And I think on that, I think that's the end of our show too. Take the wheel, and I think we should get out of here as well. So I think you're right. We 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 have done enough of this thing called speaking because we have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs>